You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, along with my co-host, Ryan Sappo. And we're here at the Fargo Studios between the railroad tracks and the cathedral. I'd like to thank Aaron for producing and the whole Real Presence radio staff greeting us when we come in with smiling faces. Did they ask you for money too, Ryan? Or did yeah, just... I think that's just a rite of passage when oh, okay. they come in. Yeah, okay, oh, all right. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me if Great. I look like I'm rich Well, I mean, it's a shakedown. So, yeah, okay. yeah that's, that's, what, that's what they're going to do. But, yeah, all right. Ah, it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> thanks for... Thanks for all that everybody does for Real Presence Radio. It's fantastic. Thanks Ab- to all the listeners for, for tuning in. Absolutely. We, we couldn't do it without you. We appreciate it. As it is, it's your radio station, so thanks for making it that way. Well, we have on the line Carol Kling. She's actually from uh, northwestern South Dakota. She has been working with something called Rachel's Vineyard for many, many years. And it's an interest of full disclosure, I, I know Carol personally. I have... Uh, she's been training me for retreats. I'm the Respect Life Director for the Diocese of Fargo, and I'm very, very grateful for her. So some of my personal stories will also come out in this half hour. But Carol, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Carol, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and maybe how you got involved with uh, Rachel's Vineyard and why. Um, I did my first retreat in 1999. And the reason I did that is because I was suffering myself. Um, it it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to admit to, but we all make mistakes and we're all sinners, right? And so I came, um, I came to my priest, and surprisingly, I was the first person to ever confess an abortion to my priest in in 1999. It's such a secret that we're we hold on to it pretty darn tight and close to us. We don't want anyone to know. Hey, you know, Carol, that, that, that's so true. And um, to tell, again, we probably have listeners here who are, uh, you know, they're post-abortive. Maybe they haven't told anyone. Just tell us a little bit about what that did for you, confessing to the priest, even though it was hard. Was that kind of, where was that in your healing process? The start? Was it kind of the, you know, in the middle? How did that help your healing process, sacramental confession? And, and where did it go from there? That was the beginning of a long journey. Um, you know, God forgives us in the confessional. That's just a fact. He does. But for us to forgive ourselves, that's a whole different issue. People that um, confess their sin, they just can't find to, the ability to forgive themselves. And we've had people tell me that, that they have conf- went to confession over and over and over, and they just can't feel the Lord's forgiveness. Although in your head, you know what's happened. Um, that's one thing this, the retreat does, is it teaches us how to forgive ourselves, and that is one of the biggest, um, the hardest thing to do, to face shame and guilt and learn how to forgive yourself for a decision that is usually made out of panic or fear or coercion. And sometimes it's not even our own choice, and yet we still can't forgive ourselves. You're listening to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We are on the phone with Carol Kling from Rachel's Vineyard. And Carol, I'm curious, Rachel's Vineyard is such a unique name for for this apostolate. I would I would love to know where the name comes from. Um, yeah, I think it's in Jeremiah. I'm not sure. It's this, the Bible story where Rachel um, weeps for the loss of her child. 
and she mourns her her loss of her child. I think it's it's either Hosea or Jeremiah. Off the top of my head, I yeah. can't remember right now. But and then the vineyard, of course, we're all working in the vineyard of the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's of course connected somewhat too to the to the holy innocence. Is kind of when that that's all all talked about. And of course, you talk about holy innocence. I mean, that that, that that's just right where it's at. You know, Carol. I, one thing I was I was really impressed with with, with the retreat is just, uh, just 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 the compassion and mm. and um, and the love that you have that's evident for all those at the retreat. Um, tell us a little more about, about about the purpose of the retreat and, and how you have prepared and entered into it all these years. Well, the purpose is for people to heal this wound. It's the it's one of the deepest wounds there can be. It it the ramifications of a woman or or a man that has had um, input into an abortion is so deep it it resonates through the entire life until that wound is healed and it can make bad decisions bad parenting um, it just goes on and on well the retreat is designed one step at a time to address all the different issues that abortion can bring up in the damage of our souls and it's such a unique way of doing so. It's not your typical retreat, by no means. There's no speakers. There's no sitting and listening to boring talks. Um, this is a Bible-based, God is there, Jesus is walking through it with you, hand by hand, hand in hand. If you're familiar with the Ignatius Meditations, mm. our retreats are kind of like that. Our, we do Bible stories. We'll read a Bible story, and then we'll go through it with the lights dimmed and meditative music playing, and it's almost a play in your mind, and you become part of the characters in the uh, meditation, such as uh, Blind Bartimaeus. You become Blind Bartimaeus. You feel yourself asking Jesus to heal your blindness, whether it's blind to um, your pain or your, your, your wounds, and Jesus is there in front of you. Uh, it's Remarkable. We're talking with Carol Kling about Rachel's Vineyard Retreats. You know, Carol, uh, you mentioned, of course, women. People think, okay, women go, but men can also go on couples. And, and our retreat, uh, the one that, that I have attended so far, uh, there, there was a couple there as well. And one of the things that really impressed me about, about that, and I was, it got me thinking a lot about, is the whole idea of what abortion, how it can drive a wedge between marriages, you know, and, and we heard, you know, personal testimony, how that was so true, you know, it's, they're, they're estranged, the wife oftentimes thinks, well, you don't really love me, you don't care about me, you're forcing me to do this, you're supposed to be loving me, you're supposed to be protecting me, you're supposed to be protecting our child, right, and so sometimes it's like that, of course, sometimes the, the, dynamic, the dynamic can be different, but it's also healed, I would guess, uh, many marriages as well coming to this retreat. Oh, yes, that's a huge yes. Marriages are transformed on this retreat because it doesn't just address one issue of the abortion, but all the different problems that surround it and cause new problems. And, and God is so there, he's right in the middle of the marriage. Yep. Yeah. Many, I, many, I'm go, sorry, what? Go ahead, Carol. Oh, many of the couples that come, some of them are... The wife had an abortion before she even met her husband, and he's there to support her and walk through that journey with her, which is really important. It's not necessary, but it's really important to strengthen your marriage. And in other situations, the, um, the man was 
the father to the aborted child, and that is very powerful when you can heal both those wounds together. And then there's the instance of the man who had um, a say in the abortion, whether he could not stop um, his girlfriend, you know, years ago, he couldn't stop her from having the abortion, or maybe he was the one that pressured her into having the abortion. There's just so many different stories surrounding it, and God, he heals all of them. Carol, you mentioned that uh, an abortion doesn't just, uh, the problems don't just stop at the abortion, that there's multiple things that can happen. A personal story from uh, from my own experience, I had a, a really good friend of mine um, who's uh, just discovered that her parents had had an abortion about 30 years ago, and that came up in, uh, they, they went to a Rachel's Vineyard retreat, uh, and, and through that process, the whole family was able to heal through a lot of like family abuse and family crisis that had happened in their family since that event. And so that, I mean, that just is such a powerful, such a powerful witness that this, this retreat can put on. And, um, and, and I'm sure this next question, Carol, is, is there's going to be a lot of different answers and there probably isn't a right answer. But my, my question is, how does this retreat help those who are injured by abortion? How can it help them find peace? What are the, what are the ways that they can heal through this? Oh, yeah, there is no one right answer for that because it, it's just a huge rainbow of um, joys that come out of the retreat in the end. It's hard to see that going in because there's so much pain and, and sorrow in the beginning of a retreat. Um, but... Well, people walk in on Friday, they're just almost ashen gray and fearful. They do not want to face what they've been hiding for many years. And on Sunday, they walk out just almost beaming. The transformation is incredible. The ramifications of um, self-abuse, we've had, you know, cutters, uh, alcoholics, uh, um, drug abuse, People want to damage themselves because they feel like they are damaged, and we can heal that. And we don't do it. Of course, Jesus does it. It's We're just walking through the process with them. Carol, you know, I, I, as you're talking, I'm just reliving uh, you know, my experience there of being there for, for training so we can put them on here ourselves in the Diocese of Fargo. And you just hit the nail on the head as you were talking about Friday. It's like, wow. It's just like carrying these heavy burdens, these heavy loads. We're just feeling this weight, and we're scared. And it's like, uh, and, and even looking here, are, are people going to accept me if I really open up? You know, what are people going to think of me? And it's just amazing. Again, you have such a great way of leading this and just relaxing. You know, letting people know that that whatever's happened, they're okay. That you know, we and and you're right. By Sunday, it's just everyone's smiling. We're happy. We're we're, we're joyful. We, we feel that sense of peace. And, and, and I think that is such, a, such an important part because, you know, without peace, th- th- imagine living at this for year after year after year on all the relationships. So th- that idea of peace is, is so precious. Um, so, Carol, let, before the break, let's just talk. I just want to give us the dates and how people can get a hold, but then we'll tell them again after the break. The, the dates of the retreat and how they can register. Okay, well, this is the last weekend of October. It's 27th through the 29th. And to register... It's, you have to contact me. I'm the only one that sees your name. We hold confidentiality very high. Um, so you can give me a call at 605-374-5639, or you can email me at cklig, like Carol Kling, 
at sdplains.com, and that information is all on our national website, which is rachelsvineyard.org under Fargo. That's awesome. This is Carol Kling about Rachel's Vineyard. When we come back, more stories and reactions to the retreat. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Luke 5, Jesus invites Peter, weary from a night of fruitless fishing, back out onto the Sea of Galilee to cast his nets one more time and trust Jesus for the results. To cast into the deep is to let go of our own opinions, desires, and the way things or people should be. To cast into the deep, even where we have already fished with no results, is to let go of independence, autonomy, and self-determination. The sooner we realize that our beloved is holding us in his hands, the sooner we can get about the business of doing our Father's will, the sooner we will become disciples. Proverbs sums up this great secret lesson learned by the saints. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Let go and trust the Lord to direct your activities and your life. He knows what He's doing. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. I really want to thank my parents today for giving me the faith of Jesus Christ and teaching me the ways of prayer, praying over us uh, when we were sick, showing us uh, self-sacrifice. My father actually was a deacon, a permanent deacon in the church, and he would bring us along as kids, because there were six of us kids, and he would bring us along to hospital visits or to work in the food shelf and doing all these various things for people in the community. And I learned ways of serving others through that, through watching my dad. And then my mom, she also was very self-sacrificial of herself. She wore the same pair of tennis shoes for about 10 years to show us that she didn't care about herself as much as the rest of us. And we got new shoes for every school year. We had all of what we needed and most of what we wanted. And the, the Lord really provided a, a great example in my parents to show me the way to really Christian servitude and prepared me for the priesthood. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are live from Fargo. Yeah, baby. Real Presence Live. Yeah, you're listening on the Real Presence Radio Network. Ryan Sappo alongside Tim Mosier, and we are on the phone with Carol Kling. Carol is uh, is part of Rachel's Vineyard, and she's putting on some retreats. Uh, there's one coming up in the Fargo Diocese here. Uh, it is from October 27th to 29th. Um, there's a couple different ways that we can contact uh, Carol to register for this event. Obviously, confidentiality and anonymity is a really important thing with this uh, with this retreat. Um, Carol, once again, how can we contact you if someone's on the fence about uh, registering for this retreat? Well, the easiest way is through rachelsvineyard.org, and you just look for retreats and scroll down the date to Fargo, um, and my information is there. You can give me a call at 605 374 or email me at ckling at sdplanes.com. 
Absolutely. You know, Carol, you, you mentioned a little earlier about um, about what we call the living scriptures, right? And, mm. and it, it, it was so powerful because, you know, a lot of times, so we hear these stories at Mass, right? You know, you read, okay, yep, I've, I've heard, you know, the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, you know, blind Bartimaeus, you know, all these things, you know, Lazarus, whatever it is. And we hear it, and we go, okay, and we get so familiar with the story. But, but as you mentioned, it was so powerful because when, when my wife and I were there, when we were doing this training, you know, learning how to do this, boy, it, you know, I've read those stories many times. I know those, I, I, I preach on those stories. And yet, it hit me in an amazing, new, and powerful way, living it, experiencing, really immersing myself in that scripture as though I was really there. And, and, and everything that you do, whether it's the props and, and how it's done, like you said, with the lighting, boy, it just brought those scriptures alive and really personalized it for me. That, that is such a powerful element, uh, I think, of what Rachel's Vineyard does. Yeah, the retreat is designed in in a way that everybody can become connected because a lot of people learn in different in different ways. So all of the senses are used, touch, sight, smell, um, so that it can connect with everyone. Yeah, that, that's that's so true, and, and like I said, it connected with with me in in a whole in a whole new way. My wife and I, we, we still talk about it, you know. We, and that was a year ago. We still talk about the, how how amazing it was that experience that really rooted it at, at a very very deep level. There's there's also a chaplain there as well. Why don't you explain that a little bit as well, please, Carol? The chapel. The cha- chaplain, have, chaplain, yeah, chaplain, chaplain and chapel, both, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Well, we we do have a priest on the um, retreat. Um, it's not; it's designed Catholic. Our retreat is is Catholic, but it's open to all denominations or no denominations. But the sacraments are available. We have the priest there to talk with. We have confession, and um, of course, the Eucharist. That's so important for us. Um, but if you're not Catholic, that it's not a Catholic thing shoved down your throat. It's it's available to the Catholics. It's a God thing. It's a Jesus thing. And it's a healing thing. It's the mercy of Christ is the focus. That's so powerful yeah. and so beautiful. And I think, yeah, it's it's uh especially for Catholics and, and people in our in a, in our shared faith, the the sacraments are such an important part of healing, uh just in in, in all phases. But um, I know that for uh, a lot of the people who are listening, um, maybe there are some people in our listening audience who have had an abortion and haven't told anyone. Maybe there's a couple that's really hurting with this with this wound. Um, I think that's something that's really encouraging for people who are struggling with this, Tim, is, the, is hearing stories. Mm-hmm. Hearing stories about how a retreat like this can change the trajectory of family life, change the trajectory of a marriage, heal wounds that seemed unable to be healed. Um, I, I would love to hear stories from you and from Carol about what this retreat experience is like. Carol, why don't you go ahead and start with, you know, over the years, just some responses and, and interaction with the, the attendees afterwards and some of the great healing and experiences that they've had. Um, you know, one of the most dramatic of responses that I've received was from a woman who, when she came on her, on her first retreat, this it was so scary, and so um, she was in a place in her head where she actually had to go to the, uh, a mental place afterwards because this was like her last hope. Mm-hmm. She spent, um, she went through the retreat, she went to the institution. When she came back, 
Uh, she hardly talked on the retreat. She was like in a fetal position most of the retreat, and we just loved on her and let her experience what she needed to experience um, and let God do the work. And when she came back several years later, I was, it was like 10 or 15 years later, she called me and she said she was in in a institution for years and years, and the retreat did more for her healing than those years in the institution. Wow. It was it was powerful. She was wanted to come on a second retreat because she couldn't receive everything where she was at in her heart. She came on the second retreat. She wants to write a book. I think she's probably in the process of writing it now. Wow. But for her, the retreat was the biggest step of her healing process. Um, that was the most dramatic thing I've heard. But I've I, there are things that um, what comes to mind is is the way that people parent after an abortion, if it was their first pregnancy was aborted, there's usually one of two ways to go. And m- most people don't even see this till after they're healed, but they either become um, a helicopter parent where they're so afraid something is going to hurt their child. Now, subconsciously, they hurt their first child, and they want to protect this one with everything they can. That's the best way to go, because there are a lot of parents that have a disassociation with their kids, and they they feel like they just weren't cut out to be a parent, or they um, they work better than they parent, so they let, the, let their spouse be the stay-at-home person because they go to work because they can't make that connection. But after the retreat... God heals that, and their their whole they have a whole new relationship with their kids. <laughs> I've yeah. seen the the totally dramatically on both ends. Wow, you know that 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 is that is so powerful, Carol, and and it just makes me think. You 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 said a word a little earlier in your story that just totally hit me right between the eyes. Received, you said mm. this this gal she wanted to come back for another because she wasn't able to receive everything at that first retreat. And I think that is such a good word because that's what Christ wants us to do, right? I remember me, even though I'm not post-abortive through this training, I received a lot. My wife received a lot. We talked about that. Everyone, we had, you know, injuries, right, and hurts in our life that were healed from this, even though they weren't post-abortive ones. Of course, the people that actually attend the retreat, you know, are are post-abortive. But us, we even experienced we received so much from that. And I think that if, if there's a word or two that I would say about our experience, number one is received. And number two, it really helped Veronica and me get close together. Our communication, yeah. even even more powerful than that. Uh, was, was, it's just amazing. And we still talk about it to this day. And so the idea of just receiving that from Christ, allowing yourself to be loved, yeah. forgiving yourself is so huge to to be received in love when you're feeling unlovable yeah. i mean that's such a such a powerful such a powerful way to to heal and something that yeah really cuts to the heart it really does carol any other experiences that that you'd like to share uh, or, or even you know because there's written responses to anything that that people have written over the years that have, have kind of uh, touched your heart or made you think oh okay that's god is working um Oh, there's just, there's so many. I usually, if someone is hesitant, I tell them, this is, this is a weekend you will never regret making, never. And um, we had a woman come on the retreat, and she was, she was hesitant, and she had walls built up, and um, she was angry when she came in, and she said um, at the end on Sunday, she was, 
just glowing and joyful, and she says, I will never regret coming on this weekend, and she was smiling because she <laughs> brought up that I told her, you won't regret this. We had a gentleman <clears throat> come on the retreat, and on Friday night, we were working on anger issues, and this gentleman had so much anger, and the Holy Spirit was working hard on him and on me because he cornered me in the hallway, and he was in my face, hollered at me, he's so mad, and he, he says, you told me I would not regret this, and this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> and he hauled back, and he threw a punch at me and hit my hit the wall right beside my ear. The Holy Spirit was so there because I didn't even flinch, and I, I'm, I'm not that brave a person. <laughs> um, but on Saturday, one of our um, meditations is Lazarus, where you become Lazarus, and you... You feel dead in the in the tomb, and God brings you back. And when He came back to life, I could almost see rays of light coming out of every pore of His body. Mm-hmm. He was just glowing and so grateful that He stayed because He was ready to walk out. He was so mad. I said, if you walk out now, you're going to be mad for the rest of your life. Well, and um, so He stuck through it, and oh, He was so full of joy by Sunday. We're on the phone with Carol Kling from Rachel's Vineyard, and uh, with just uh, about a little bit over a minute left, uh, I'm, I'm curious uh, what your advice would be, Carol, for those who are on the fence. Plenty of people in our listening audience who might be impacted by an abortion, whether through, uh, through themselves or through family members dear to them. And, and for those who are on the fence, for those who are saying, ah, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know, what would your, what would your advice be to them? You won't regret it. Um, if you carry any shame or guilt or pain, it can be healed on this weekend. Just, you won't regret it. Amen. Carol, those are great words. Carol Kling with Rachel's Vineyard, thanks so much. When we come back after the break, we'll be talking with Christopher West and Mike Mangione about a wonderful event coming to Fargo in November. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this.